Go away, Satan, for it is written and forever remains written. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Matthew 4 verse 10. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of our Deeply Rooted Faith Podcast and welcome to our new listeners. My name is Marge and I'm just so excited to have you guys here with me. We simply exist to glorify the name of Jesus Christ and spread the gospel. So join us as we journey through what it actually means to be deeply rooted in Him. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your tangible presence that is in this room. We thank you that your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures forever to all generation. Let your word bring light. Let your word edify. Let, let it change lives by the power of your Holy Spirit. And as I always say, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength, my rock, my redeemer. All right, we're going to get started. So getting ready for this episode was like, okay, God, I need a scripture to tie to this message. What do you have for me? Right? Um, the Holy Spirit had pressed it upon my heart to talk about a dream that I had last year. It was kind of like at the beginning of the week, but it was Friday and I was like, all right, God, what are we doing? <laughs> Seriously. And in the midst of all this, right, the Holy Spirit whispered Matthew 4. So while I was at work, I was just taking, I was actually just kind of read through what Matthew 4 was all about and literally like, you know, just asking God for guidance as to where he wanted me to, the route that he wanted me to take with this um, actual episode. So the title of this episode is called, God, Can You Hear Me? So some dreams serves as warning and this one was one of those this dates back to april 5th of 2019 i had a dream that i saw myself in a tunnel it was narrow and dark the walls felt dewy and dampish water was seeping through the ceiling and as the leak hit the rocky surface I was walking through, I can hear the sound reverberate. The perpetual darkness, the airy feeling, I can still remember the feeling of loneliness that consumed me. At the end of the tunnel was a dim light that shined through to kind of make the way visible for me. The pathway was narrow and it felt endless. So I began to question if I would have enough stamina to reach the end. But there was something within me that refused to allow me to give up or give in to the fear of never making it to the other side, to the fear of seeing the light 
I remember continuously repeating those verses from Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And as I walked, the light became brighter and brighter. I knew that I knew that if I kept my singular focus on the light, that I would be okay. I just had to persevere through it. If the tunnel was getting brighter and brighter, it was an indicator that I was closer to my destination. So when I woke up out of that dream, I was a bit perplexed. So I started conversing with God. It was like, God, can you hear me? I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm scheduled to meet up with a few people from a church at 11 a.m. to pray and worship and speak a word that you've pressed upon my heart. And here I am. You've allowed me to have this dream that felt like that has instilled fear within me. And I don't know what to do. I'm going to need you to show up because I could feel the fear rising up within me. Still, around 10 o'clock-ish, I would say, I was getting ready despite how I was feeling. Then the phone rings. It so happens to be my sister. I don't remember if she even said hi, honestly, but she was all business. That was her demeanor. The Holy Spirit pressed it upon my heart to call you and pray for you, she said. And then she went into full-blown intercession. This was God showing up. Using a yielded, a yielded flesh to speak on the confusion, the deception of the enemy, I was, I was in awe, guys, because on April 5th, while working the Holy Spirit, brought me back to a time when I was a young child, seeing a snake slithering in my room. I literally got up and turned the lights on, and it just so happens to be that a belt was on the floor, was left on the floor. I couldn't understand why God brought that back to my re recollection the day prior. But as my sister was praying, it all made sense. So God was trying to warn me. You see, the thing about snakes or serpents, right, is that they are predators. They carry this poisonous venom that has the capacity to kill people once it penetrates into the human body. What am I talking about, you may ask? Let's take a look at Genesis. Genesis 3, verse 2 through 5, right? Where 
the serpent deceived Eve by the mere suggestion of questioning God's truth, ultimately altering their destinies because they've allowed the enemy's deception to pierce through their psyche and now they're having an identity crisis. His agenda is to kill, steal, and destroy. He will take anything or anyone down with him because he doesn't care. Because his destination is already hell. You know, so why not take some people down with him? That's really how the enemy thinks. My sister must have seen something prior to me ending at that tunnel. Let's just say the beginning of that dream was extremely dark. Spiritual warfare much? I guess it comes with the territory when you've surrendered and yielded to serve the one and only true God. As I sit here, I can't help but think that if the enemy had its way, I might have aborted the mission. You see, this dream was meant for me to adopt my purpose, my destiny, and bring forth confusion and instill fear within me. But God is a keeper. What I've come to understand is that God is not a God of confusion. So I went to prayer that morning. We prayed and worshiped the Lord and I delivered the word of God. Little did I know that this was a divine intersection. That my current experience of speaking God's heart to, to his people, merging into the revealing of what God was carrying out of me, which would emerge a year later around the same time in the same month for the releasing of the Deeply Rooted Faith podcast. Look at God. The enemy's plan is to divert you from your purpose and your destiny. You know, destiny is defined as your future or preordained path of your life or that to which any person or thing is destined. A predetermined state, a condition foreordained by the divine or by human will. The enemy's plan is is to seduce people through evil suggestions, tempting, temptation. It's evident here in Matthew 4 that Satan tempts Jesus before he began his ministry. We're going to read from the Amplified Version. Then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had gone without food for 40 days and 40 nights, he became hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But Jesus replied, It is written, and forever remains written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city, Jerusalem, and placed him on the pinnacle 
highest point of the temple? And he said mockingly to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to serve, care for, protect, and watch over you. And they will lift you up on their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, On the other hand, it is written, and forever remains written, You shall not test the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in the glory, splendor, magnificence, and excellence of them. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Go away, Satan, for it is written and forever remains written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and ministered to him, bringing him food and serving him. That was Matthew 4, verse 1 through 11. You know, there are so many gems in this chapter. When we think about it, the temptation of Satan. Jesus clearly lays down the foundation of how to deal with temptation prior to becoming who it is that God is calling you forth or even when you're within the ministry or whatever God is calling you into. He clearly lays down the foundation for that. The first being that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, meaning that the word of God is our spiritual bread. It's our spiritual bread of life. The word of God is what makes us whole. Like we ought to eat the word for the word has the ability to fuel our body's mind and spirit. Just like food does, you know, and The Bible states that do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. An indicator of good success is being in the right path in right alignment with the word of God. But the enemy's device is to try to lure you into doing something contrary to the will of God. To look at, let's just take a look at how the enemy mocked Jesus. He said, if you are the son of God, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you to serve, care for, protect, and watch over you, and they will lift you up on their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. The enemy is strategic. You see, he was using God's own words to tempt him by simply misquoting and raising a question in which he already knew the answer to. 
You know, when we look at how Jesus answered, Jesus knew who he was. He knew his, he knew his worth. He knew that he was the son of God and he didn't need it to prove it to no devil. So Jesus replies with the, you shall not test the Lord your God. Meaning the testing of God brings forth unbelief. The heart of unbelief grieves God. He was tempted to worship Satan. The devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory, splendor, magnificent, mag magnificence, and excellence of them. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. I mean, how do you offer someone something that doesn't even belong to you? Can someone please answer that question? The audacity. <laughs> like, how? Then we see that Jesus said to him, go away, Satan, for it is written and forever remains written. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Come on, somebody. Did you see how many times the enemy tried to tempt Jesus? To the point where Jesus had to say, go away, Satan. I mean, we're talking about you. I mean, we're talking about God here in human flesh. The enemy is a pest. That needs to be put down. He will continue to tempt you because that's what he is here to do. You know, we so often think that this life is about us when in actuality, the enemy is simply using us to hurt God. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me to paint this picture to the best of my ability. You see, saints, walking with Christ is truly a sacrifice. So as the Holy Spirit begins to unveil this chapter, it was pressed upon my heart to read Matthew 3, verse 2, to, um, verse 2 through 4, in which we have John the Baptist preparing the way of the Lord. Repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is the one who was mentioned by the prophet Isaiah when he said the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, prepare the road for the Lord, make his highway straight, level direct. And verse 4 states, now the same John had clothing made of camel's hair in a, in a wide leather band around his waist. And his food was locust and wild honey. The word locust was like a bold neon sign to me. So it was like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say? Surely it wasn't about, you know, John's diet. Now, was it, Lord? Are we talking about symbolism here? Because I wasn't sure. Because when I think of the word locust, automatically, I think of the 10 plagues that God inflicted on Egypt. And 
this happened during a time of judgment as to where Pharaoh refused to let the people of God go. And to be quite honest, this year alone, we've heard of so many locust invasion attacking people's crops and thereby destroying their agricultural economies. Crops and harvest goes hand in hand. Harvest is the process or period of gathering in crops. So I began to ask the Lord, so what is the representation of the locust exactly? So the representation of the locust is basically the enemy's plans for our lives to destroy our harvest, to destroy what God has placed on the inside of us to birth out in this world by bringing forth confusion and doubt. So you see, as soon as the announcement went out as to who Jesus was, the enemy was right there. The announcement of Jesus was for him to come out of hiding to demonstrate the invisible kingdom of God. The enemy was on the prowl, ready to tempt him. So what this tells me is that our journey with Christ will be filled with temptations. The enemy is always right there. We just have to resist him just like Jesus did and he will flee and just look for his next victim. The key is to be fully submitted to the Lord and his word, just like Jesus was fully committed to the will of his father. I believe that the Lord is raising up a people that will not be afraid to walk into their purpose a people that are fully committed to him, a people that will not be afraid to stand for the righteousness of God and defend him. Not that God needs us to defend him, but a people that will stand firm in the faith, a people that will show the true demonstration of God's kingdom here on the earth, a people that will stand for the truth of God, a people that will not dilute the word of God, the message to appease to a dying flesh that is looking for revival. We're in a season where God is calling forth his people to come out of hiding, to come into their destinies in which he has called forth before the foundation of the world. The Holy Spirit is saying that he is commanding his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot. The Spirit of the Lord is saying that we need to start asking the right questions. The right questions should be, God, what can I do for you? God, give me wisdom and understanding concerning these matters. God, show me your will. Show me your purposes for your people so I can pray accordingly. We need to, be, we need to begin to ask the Holy Spirit to show us His glory in every aspect of our lives. We have to be comfortable with who God has called us to become. If we are comfortable, then there's always going to be a rift which leaves room for confusion because what we're ultimately doing 
is superimposing our desires, our wants and lust, and stamping it as God's will for our lives. It doesn't work like that, beloved. We must fully be submitted and committed to the Lord and worship our God only. It is, it's okay to step out of the crowd, step out of the crowd, step out of it. It is okay if no one supports your vision. It is okay if there's, if no one understand the calling on your life. The Holy Spirit wants me to sound an alarm for those who are looking for validation outside of him. There's no validation outside of Christ. There's no validation outside of me, he says. If you're a son or a daughter, you do not test the Lord. You know who you are. Avoid the need for validation as you enter this next season. Fully submit to me, says the Holy Spirit. Know who you are, child of God. Know who you are. There's some testing that is coming to test your loyalty, your faith. But the ultimate question will remain. Who are you submitted to? Are you submitted to the patterns of your thoughts? Are you submitted to the things of this world? Are you submitted to your feelings that may lead you astray? Are you submitted to me? What you are submitted to will direct your path. This is not the hour or the time for us to second guess our purpose, our destiny, or what God has placed on the inside of us. It's not the hour, it's not the hour, it's not the hour. Because people's lives are in a balance. Listen, beloved. Feelings lie. Emotions lie. But the Lord Almighty does not. The word of the Lord says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good and fulfill it? As I revisited this dream fully present in this time, I now understand that this was God's prophetic warning of what's to come, the emotions that the enemy will try to evoke out of me. Yes, this journey can sometimes feel lonely, but what I'm requiring of you is to keep walking, keep walking towards the light. Don't fret, don't you stop, don't be moved for I am with you, do not be dismayed for I am your God, I am for you, even when you can't trace my presence. I'm just trying to help somebody. The Lord says, even when you can't trace my presence, I am still with you. This wasn't just a word for me. This was a word for his people. So wherever you are, I need you to open your mouth and give God some praise. God is going to do it. He is going to do it. He is going to thrust you into your destiny. He is going to answer those prayers that you've been praying about. And all he is asking of us 
is to be fully submitted to him. To be fully submitted to his will and his process. That is all that the Lord is asking of us. Submit, he says, submit. Fully submit, he says. Worship your God only. Worship your God only. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Father God, we thank you that your presence has gone before us and that you have set me securely upon my high places where I am seated with Jesus Christ as my chief intercessor as he is seated at the right hand of God. Father, we thank you for making every crooked path straight and that your favor, Father, is upon us because we are the righteous one. We thank you, Father God, for the open heaven over this place. We thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the fire of God. Father God, we thank you for being our rock, our shield, our strong tower. Father God, we thank you for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and that it is forever advancing. And that, Father, in this hour, you are propelling Trusting your people forth into their destinies. So we decree and declare the reality of heaven to manifest your purposes and plans over the lives of your people. We decree and declare that the times and the seasons are in the hands of the Lord and that they shall not be altered or adjusted by anyone or anything. So we stand, Father God, on your word and the value of the book that has been written of us before the foundation of the world. And we say that we are a chosen race, a royal priest, a holy nation, Father, a people for your own possession, so that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called us forth out of darkness into his marvelous light. So, Father, we shine your marvelous light into the camp of the enemy. Let it expose every covert agendas and endeavor. Bring every single thing to light and let them fail in the name of Jesus Christ because we know that light dispels darkness. And in you, Father God, there is no darkness at all. We uproot, Father. Father God, we uproot the plans of the enemy. We apply the blood of Jesus and we say cuff up our stuff we command every single thing that the Lord has for us to manifest we apply pressure we send the fire of God we command barricades to fall down in the name of Jesus Christ we decree and declare that God's agenda is our agenda and that we are in a season father of true manifestation of true manifestation of your sons and daughters the glory of the Lord is our portion so we call upon the angels of the Lord that has been assigned to us for this hour, for this time, for a time such as this, Father. And we say, angels excel in strength and govern under divine protocols of the Holy Spirit for the will and the purposes of God on the earth. So, Father God, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord, we call forth our blessings and pull that and pull it down by force. So if you're able right now, I need you to demonstrate the pulling of your blessings from heaven. And when I say manifest now, you pull it down. We say, Father, let the glory of God manifest now. The plans and purposes of God manifest now. Miracles, signs, and wonders manifest now. Healing anointing manifest now. The gift of prophecy manifest now. The gift of tongues manifests now. 
the anointing of breakthrough manifest now in every single gift that you have father god placed upon our hearts placed upon us before the foundation of the world we call forth every single blessing every single gift to manifest now in the name of jesus christ we call forth the children of god we call forth the children of light and we say father god shall so shall my word that goes out from my mouth it shall not return to me empty but it shall accomplish that to which i purpose it and that it shall it shall succeed father in the thing for which i sent it we call it done we call it done by the indwelling by the indwelling power of the holy spirit that lives within me we call it done in the name of jesus christ we give you praise god we give you glory we give you honor and we just worship you we just worship you father god we just thank you for who you are for what you are doing what you have done and what you are going to continue to do in the lives of your people that we shall be a people that show the true demonstration of your power that we shall be a true people that shows your glory because you live in us because you live in us the indwelling of your spirit is in us so the earth has no other choice but to manifest the things that is emanating from your heart so Lord, we just thank you we just thank you we just thank you and we say that we love you and we say that there is no one like you and that you are the one and only true God. Thank you, Jesus. So this concludes our last episode for the season. Thank you guys so, so much. You guys have been amazing. You guys have been amazing. This is only the beginning. I am trusting God for every single thing that he has pressed upon my heart. So Holy Spirit, thank you for teaching me that I can do all things through Jesus Christ which strengthens me. Like, I owe my life to you. I owe my very best to you. I just want to say to you guys, like, I'm really sold out for Jesus, okay? I just want to see his people prosper. I just want to see them become the version that God has called them to become, you know? Um, my challenge for you guys during this hiatus is basically to eat the word, meditate, um, pray, and worship. Just ask God to just continue to prune you, continue to, you know, strengthen you, continue to just show you who you are so you can become exactly who he wants you to become. Um, I just want to encourage somebody today. God is faithful to his promises, even when we feel like we've lost everything. I mean, come on, Job, how Satan obtained permission to inflict him how God allowed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to go through the fire? Come on, Daniel, great man of God, fully committed to prayer and praise unto the Lord. And because he refused right, to bow down to man and accept their idealism of worshiping a king that wasn't his God, they disliked him. They, de they devised a plan to get rid of him. And because of that, he was thrown into a den of starving lion. Come on, somebody. Like the things that we go through in life is to truly show the glory of God through us. When God shows up, he shows out. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. 
He is faithful, family. God is faithful. Get that in your spirit. So thank you for rocking with Jesus and I. I love you guys so, so much. See you guys, I guess, when the Lord says go. <laughs> I am praying for you. I am rooting for you. So thank you. Thank you so, so much.